Arizona to Cali to Texas to Florida to Georgia. To I spent a, I spent I spent eight days in Charleston, South Carolina in November. Really? So yeah, yeah, we were at the Charleston Classic for our, oh. for our MTE, our non-conference, uh, like in-season tournament uh, deal. So all that stuff is 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 incredible. Like I I still enjoy doing all that stuff. We were in Colorado. We like me and Amit. We hiked up the Flatirons first thing in the morning before the sun came up, Dude. and then hiked back down and able to do that. Like I remember, I did that like five years ago, and I had to I had to spend like seven hundred bucks <laughs> <laughs> for the for the flight and, and for the hotel and the rental car. I did it for free. I, I paid sixteen bucks <laughs> in an Uber and split it split a fifty fifty with Amit. So. Um, those opportunities, man, are, are, are just great, are, are great. So, um, yeah. Within the, the high-performance world, because as we're, you know, on the show and we talked before off-air, like, we're, we're minding the gap right now. We're helping strength coaches. Mm-hmm. Majority of our listeners are strength coaches. We have ATs, PTs, and other coaches inside of the, the network at Strength Coach Network. But right now, we're trying to serve strength coaches and understand how to best work with their athletic trainers. Mm-hmm. based off of all the athletic trainers or the, all the strength coaches you've worked with and seen, because anybody that needed to be reminded of everywhere he's been, rewind this by three minutes. You've seen a lot. What are some mm-hmm. of the best characteristics you've seen from strength coaches over your career? And then how would you boil that down into advice for our listeners? Ooh. All right. So, um, I think just, with every other person that I've I've listened to on on your podcast, collaboration obviously is is the biggest the biggest thing. Um, collaboration and communication. Um, you don't have to know it all, but you have to be you have to leave your ego at the door and be willing to ask the questions when you don't. Um, and that's a big thing that you know I've been super blessed with, especially after I gained the, the responsibility of being responsible, being responsible on the athletic training side for one, one specific sport. Um, because, you know, even at 24 years old, going into my first full-time job um, at Arkansas State, there were still a lot of things that I did not have the answers to. Um, and, <laughs> and, me and my strength coach, James Diaz, shout out James Diaz over at uh, UNC Greensboro, kicking ass right now. Um, we had to we had to find the answers ourselves because just the overall like dynamic, structurally, administratively, in that like athletics, uh, sports performance, athletic training realm was not was not even close to where it is here at Towson. Um, so. Collaboration, communication, obviously, like, huge. Um, you know, we talk about this, you know, high-performance model that just about everybody and their mothers kind of picking up and, and getting on the bandwagon now. But I think it's great because, I mean, that's kind of where I, I think I was introduced to it a little bit at LSU, but I was really, like, I took a deep delve deep dive and was like thrown into the fire 
uh, and into the deep end when I was at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mickey Marotti kind of was the strength coach there, kind of was the guy that relayed all the information to Coach Meyer, which some people are like, hey, like, the athletic trainers should be doing that or, you know, whatever. I, I don't care as long as the right as long as the right information is getting portrayed to, like, is is getting to the the guy in charge of, of the team. Um, and so just seeing that, uh, and, you know, there were enough resources where, you know, you had a liaison uh, that was that was for each group, each each position group, and that liaison reported to their um, to that that specific position coach, and then every everything just kind of like kept going up the chain. And I believe you, like there's a reason why they're you know a top five team in the country every year. It's because they're doing shit right. Um, and so being involved with that and just seeing how you know, I, I definitely like you know was was bought in, but kind of you know it's hard to transition that from Ohio State to Arkansas State with the Towson, like just with the resources. Like, you know, I can't just like take my Ohio card. State has their own brand of shoes. Dude, I can't like. I can't take my P card and and spend fifteen thousand dollars on like whatever I want or spend like. <laughs> Fifty-five thousand dollars on whatever I want. It doesn't it doesn't work like that. So there's you know kind of maneuvering around that. It, it, it's it's been been a little bit uh, difficult, and you know it comes. You know, it, it's still we, we Meet still do Mills this. There's levels to this, right? It's, I mean, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Like... <laughs> um, so yeah, going back to your original question. Um, that collaboration and communication piece, it's, it's huge. Um, and you need to leave your ego at the door. You need to answer, you need to ask, ask those questions of, you know, someone with just even like a small return to play deal. We had someone get hurt yesterday, uh, with a minor ankle sprain, continued to play, but you know, there might be some minor changes where we need to work on some more unilateral stuff. Instead of if, if it was just like a, a bilateral, uh, like a squat day, like we may need to change that up into some unilateral stuff, just so we can modify that weight but still get the gains that we need to for that specific training session. Um, so that was a lot of back and forth. That thankfully I have never had an issue with any of the strength coaches that I've worked with um, since I've been like a full-time athletic trainer and and been involved. Uh, James and Amit have been been amazing and uh you know they're a huge reason why i stayed at arkansas state for the amount of time that i did compared to others and a huge reason why i'm still here at towson how about within the other members of the high performance team like you know from the perspective of an athletic trainer and i said a lot of our listeners are strength coaches mm-hmm. how do you see the best way to then even collaborate with the other people in it whether it's uh you know, the sport coach or the nutritionist mm-hmm. or the sports psych, because I know personally that you've done a lot with sports psych and I'm not asking you to talk about obviously any of your patients or the athletes and their specific right. struggles. But I know that you guys have done some pretty good mental resiliency stuff. That's not 
the dogmatic stuff that everybody's seeing right now on social media. So for anybody listening, mm-hmm. it is Friday, January 26th in 2024. It's the time where football off season start and people are spending money for the military to come in. And that's not mental performance training. What I've seen y'all do is pretty mm-hmm. good. So can you elaborate on it for everybody? Yeah. So we do uh, what's called resilience training. Um, it's six sessions blocked out. Uh, once, Six six evenings um, throughout a, a semester, throughout six, fifteen weeks, um, and it's for your new freshman students and any transfers. Um, so, at least with men's basketball this year, uh, we've had a relatively high compliance rate. Now, those once we got into November and December. Um, you know, there were a little, a few conflicts, but really what we do is we have a, a faculty member uh, who's um, in that area and he goes over uh, and really kind of teaches you about your, about exactly that, your, your resilience training, you're adapting to your overload. It's just like strength training. You, you're, you work on your overload principle and adapt, adaptations everything like that, except it's on a mental performance and, you know, psychological level. Um, so that's the, the big basis. That's our, our, our big like resilience training program that, that we kind of really stress to the, the recruits that come in and our, our incoming student athletes. Uh, and then on top of that, we, we just hired a full-time athletics uh, counselor and we have a mental performance coach that we uh, hire out that works more uh, in a team dynamic and staff dynamic uh, with coaching staffs as well. Um, so, you know, there's always uh, there's always room for improvement. Um, but I think at least with areas that I've I've been involved in. in things that I've seen, I mean, back in 2014, 2014, when I was at the Naval Academy, we didn't have any kind of, any kind of stuff. (laughs) Now, I wasn't, I wasn't involved with, you know, with the uh, Naval Academy students, and I don't know if there's anything that kind of, any mental performance or mental health stuff that is more that's mandatory because you know they all have to do the same thing um but just in you know my observation everything was orthopedic and musculoskeletal um and then you know these last five years i mean i think calcin has done as good of a job as it could uh with the resources that we have um you know i remember back in like 2017 or 18 when this whole mental uh, mental health and mental performance stuff was kind of catching catching waves uh, specifically UNC Chapel Hill was kind of on the forefront of that developing specific policies and procedures for um, more like mental health emergencies but also working on that you know, sports for mental performance and overall mental health side of things too. Um, 
so yeah, it's 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 definitely different.